0: Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Crane. I'm chatting with directors Anna Rogers and Sean Dunn about their powerful documentary, How to Tell a Secret. So, well, thank you guys so much for chatting with us. Um, it is just a gorgeous, gorgeous film. It's so powerful and unusual. Can you tell me a little bit about where the idea came from?
1: Well, thank you. Well I mean the idea for the film came from the play really um Sean wrote uh, an amazing play that blew me away I went to see it in the project and um I suppose yeah it's not every day you go see a play and then approach the person who starred in it and wrote it and ask them hey let's go and make a, a film about this but yeah we met up afterwards to talk about it and I had been interested in HIV for a while and thought about making like a documentary, but then that never seemed quite right and didn't get off the ground. And then obviously, Sean, you were working on HIV storytelling for a good few years before I came into your life.
2: So, yeah, the the project actually began, the theatre piece began in 2016. Um, But Anna actually came to see the show when it was on tour in 2019, and she came to see one of the final performances in Project Arts Centre. And it's funny because we always say it was the worst show that we had over our entire run because we had a film design element in the theatre project. But that was the night that none of it worked. So we had to perform Michelle Bald. And I always say it was kind of poetic, actually, because obviously we went on to adapt the play into something that was far more cinematic. Um, and that was the night that Anna was in the audience and like that. You know, the worst thing that could have possibly have happened for us as performers happened. Um, but Anna didn't really even know the difference. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I noticed like I obviously you guys were incredibly professional and kept going. And because I didn't know it was supposed to be there, I didn't miss it. But it's funny you saying that now. It just struck me that in a way, I wonder if the fact that it it wasn't there and it was a bit more raw, like allowed me to imagine things so much more. Because we always talk about like the fact that, you know, when you're in the theatre, you go off and you kind of go off into the world of your imagination. And maybe if I was stimulated more by screens, I wouldn't have started dreaming up the story in a way that it was pro- probably why it became so cinematic for me. And I thought this is a play that would really work well as a kind of a documentary hybrid kind of thing. So we met up and and talked about working together and bearing in mind, like as. Like a filmmaker that's a pretty unusual thing when you don't know somebody like we didn't know each other at all so um you know we met for a coffee and talked about collaborating you know directing together Um, rather than me asking sean hey like i really liked your play can i option the rights to it i thought it would be much more interesting to artists coming from kind of different disciplines who find a common ground and find a common language and, and a way to tell their story uh, not as a straight up documentary but as something neither of us have ever done before so that's what we did
0: <laughs> it's, it's a very confident um put together piece like it, it you do get that sense where it's 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 neither but both but it it feels very strong when you watch it and very um like a whole like it's like it's been completely figured out like i'm sure you have figured it out but it it just i don't know it seems to gel very well because i was even like when you hear the description you're like oh okay but actually when it's there it, it, it feels so natural and, and gorgeous and you're not predicting it and it doesn't feel contrived for want of a better word where you know sometimes theater does not translate to 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 screen and I was like this is so emotive and I think it's it's that kind of Meta nature of the actors interacting with the work, interacting with you, like it's very powerful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really glad
1: that that it worked. Yeah, like we we had an amazing editor, and I think you know this film it was made twice, wasn't it? Sean really was made in the shoot, and then made again in the edit because things obviously you you're asking for scenes to talk to each other, and and they're they're stylistically quite different to each other, and you're trying to move from drama performance abstract moments then into kind of more traditional documentary scenes and and I suppose yeah there was definitely a few moments where I was a little bit worried I don't know Sean did you feel the same at times where you start wondering is it gonna all come together will it flow will it work because neither of us have seen a film that did that before in this way I, I don't think anyway
2: I think there was times, there was definitely times in the edit process where we had questions, but I think I was confident that it would um, that it would lend itself to screen. And one of the reasons for that really was because I always, in my theatre practice, work with screen actors. So I think in terms of you picking up on that piece of not feeling like super contrived, you know, like Eva Jane and j Lauren, the people who are taking on people's testimonies, they're film actors primarily, you know. Um, and often within our theatre work, We're told that it's too filmic, (laughs) as in we're not kind of doing that thing of like really pushing the theatricality of like we're really always trying to pull it down. And one of the main things that I'm always trying to do with actors is like try and get them to not pretend too much and to let themselves be let pass through them a little bit. You know what I mean? I think that that's hopefully what happens in the film. You know, there's a sense of things passing through people and a problem being and shared and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it was amazing to work, in terms of the structure, like we'd we'd taken a lot from the structure of the play, but we'd done such lengthy interviews that that kind of really got to broaden it out and expand on the universe of the material that we had originally. So for me in the edit, that was the really fun part was seeing where the direct contributions from Veda, Robbie, um, our anonymous contributor... Um, like where where they would go and how they would really give it like a, a new heart in a lot of ways, and that was really really exciting.
0: Yeah, because you have the different layers of the different um, subjects, and then the that that kind of like narrative woven through it. But it, ha- it feels very organic when you're when you're watching it. It, it just has this lovely um, flow that you're just being kind of like. D- taken through this this world and and you you come out of it and there's all these real honest interactions but but yet it feels quite structured but yet it doesn't at the same time so it's it's yeah. it's, a really, it's a really interesting thing I've never seen something like this before
1: I think like in a way you know we myself and Slata often refer to performed reality And like you do get sometimes where people kind of don't trust it or don't believe certain documentary moments when they're shot really beautifully. And Eleanor Bowman did a gorgeous job. So whether she was shooting the more drama moments or the documentary moments, she still brought that same cinematic feel to it. But like things can be planned, structured, set up and still be very real. Like I always think, you know, there's no excuse for things not looking great if you've got a bit of time and you can kind of plan it out a little bit. Um, so like, for example, I suppose you can still do a gorgeous slider moment into people arriving into a room, but not have to try and get it on the third take, like try and get it on the first take. And, you know, we we really tried to allow things happen for real. You know, when Sean and Robbie are doing the workshop with the actors, like we knew what we wanted to happen in the room there, but we didn't allow them to say, read the letter of testimony from the person who shared their hiv story we didn't let them read that and rehearse it in advance so like it was kind of um even in the moments like that like it's quite documentary you know um and i think even in the performances the fact that like jay jordan came and joined the cast and she didn't perform in the play before so it was new for her for her and i think the fact that there wasn't like a huge amount of time to rehearse in advance I know she was talking about that with us recently and um, it just brought a rawness and a freshness to things like she really was listening to things and experiencing them and and learning on camera so she felt like very like herself in it you know her reactions and I loved that blurring of the boundaries of who Who's telling their own story and who's real and who isn't real because we sometimes get feedback where people say was that real and they're talking about a scene that to me is so obviously real but they weren't sure and and i suppose we always say to people it's all real you know all the stories that are being told are real so all based on real testimony and real interviews um but it's just playing with the language of how we capture that and how we tell the
2: truth yeah Mm -hmm.
0: And was did you guys develop this um for the arts council scheme or just apply with it because it's quite a unique thing to pitch as well? We knew that in the beginning, didn't we, Sean? I think it's so long ago now. Yeah,
2: we yeah, it of was thing. yeah the, the real arts scheme is is actually I think we wouldn't have made this type of film except for the fact that we were working specifically under real art because real art is looking as a as a fund is looking to document an artistic practice. So a big part of what we're doing is showing art in motion. So you're showing me prepare the actors to deliver this testimony. We're showing Veda, build a tribute to the dice man. And that's very much within the real art framework, I think. Um so it was great to kind of have that that guide and that steer. I know, Anna, that was something you were really interested in, was like, yeah. you know, the, the like behind the scenes, the elements and so so the Real Art Fund and our approach definitely blended quite a lot, but we made sure that, you know, ultimately it's a film that's artistic, but also representing the community and very much in the present moment. And I think it covers a lot of bases, which I'm really proud of.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it touches on so many things. And I think definitely from the Arts Council point of view, it's a wonderful version of what real arts can be because you really do have to artists kind of uh sharing their practices and and making something together which is pretty unusual like I'd love to see that happen again but like you know with a dance artist with a documentary maker or or, you know whatever it might be but you know we yeah we plot like we applied specifically with real arts in mind and developed a script for real arts um, and I wonder, would it have been funded through another funding scheme like Fair Play to the Arts Council? Because it's an unusual one. It's really hard to get documentaries off the ground in the first place, especially features. And um, yeah, it was so different. You know, I think it was it was great that they supported it. And and um, and it was a right one to, to be made in because they don't give you a huge amount of input as well. Like you're not getting notes and you're not getting you know, you're not under kind of a a pressure to deliver a a certain type of film that's going to sell in a certain way or anything like that. So you're free in a way to creatively explore what you want to make, which is kind of unusual, isn't it?
2: Mm -hmm. And it's amazing for a film like this as well. It meant that we could experiment, you know, because I think in other conditions you're in a situation where you're having to really explain your experiment and that can take the joy out of (laughs) experimenting and in this case we just got to do it we just got to put it in motion and we were really trusted so I know we're both really grateful to the Arts Council for that freedom like Anna said
1: although
0: we did have to explain it to each other which
1: (laughs) it's a whole other (laughs) layer
0: of That's very interesting. Tell me about the collaborative process. Two very different mediums, two very different kind of points of view as well, um and again such a an organic free-flowing project. How do you guys kind of sh- sh- share the workload, make the decisions, um organize stuff between you?
2: We do have different backgrounds, but ultimately we both work in documentaries, so our interests are the same and we share a lot of the same reference points. Um, we had the play to kind of lean on in some ways, but we also expanded and like brought in new contributors and new interviews. Um, so there was a lot of building that had to be done, although there was a scaffold there maybe initially that other documentary filmmakers might not have. Um, like, you know, I'm coming from a theatre context where... Like the company that I work with, we're called Talk and Shop Ensemble. So we rec- we create everything in an ensemble. and um, So the way I view directing isn't maybe as strict as how other people tend to view it, which is very like, you know, I'm across all the departments and I have to manage everything. Now, of course, that is the case when I'm directing on my own as well, like, to a degree. But I, I try to be as collaborative as I can across the process. Um, and... You know, I'm definitely in the in the in the practice of trying to get better at collaboration with every project. It can be stressful, but I know um and you're kind of the same. I think you're a really collaborative director as well. That like
1: Yeah, like we, you know, I suppose over the years of working on things that are very sensitive topics, you kind of, you know, always end up in some way collaborating with your contributors, if you want to call it that, you know. So you're kind of used to taking on board people's views and you know, um and I suppose yeah, working with with crews and and it's kind of madness if you don't allow people express their creativity and listen to their input. and I I worked with directors because I produce sometimes who don't allow that sometimes and I think they're missing out like because you're you don't get the best from everybody then because they they don't give you the goods. they don't give you what they got because you're you're not really showing an interest in in their input so like I suppose on on, from that point of view is quite used to working with with people and but it's definitely hard like for sure because you have to explain things that normally you just kind of do and so suddenly you're kind of like you know trying to define things or find language for stuff that maybe is really really hard to to put across like I remember a fellow director said to me it's like you know trying to kind of allow someone into your mind in a way you know uh so like especially when it comes to abstract kind of expressions of emotion like anger or stigma or or rage or fear or whatever like we were coming up with ideas of things we could film that that weren't really very literal like some of them were a bit strange and, and uh but like yeah i think we started to really understand each other um we split all the decisions like down the middle and you know obviously a, a times where like Sean was on camera which was you know for lots of the scenes where he's performing um as the Aaron character in the film then you know Sean had to trust me more because I was you know directing camera at that point but for the rest of it I suppose we were just always kind of checking mm-hmm. in with each other all the time and, and
2: for me like for yeah. me as well like uh, what, what I would recommend for people who are in are entering into a partnership with a, with another director like I think it's important to be allowed to let like as in, to not be afraid of letting the other person lead sometimes like there'll be days where like you know certain things are just more Anna's wheelhouse for example so I would be happy to kind of step back or say for example Anna has an ongoing collaboration with our director of photography Eleanor Bowman so there be times where, like, on that communication piece, Anna just wouldn't understand me, but Anna could communicate it more effectively than I would. You know what I mean? And because me and Anna were more in conversation, you learn how to manage the kind of family dynamic by who can hear what, when, from who. You know what I mean? And that's it, it, that can be a bit crunchy sometimes, I suppose, in process. But ultimately, like, I, I think, yeah, as long as you try to... Practice a collaborative energy, like in your mind. <laughs> you eventually...
1: gotta recognize like that, like recognize people's strengths as well. Like obviously, uh, Sean really knew Eva Jane Gaffney; they had performed together so much and and done the play together, and the same with Lauren Larkin. So that was a little harder for me because I was kind of stepping into, you know, almost like a friendship, you know, circle mm-hmm. that I was like outside. Of. So in that sense, you know, letting Sean kind of lead some of those conversations with the actors made sense because they all knew each other. But then it was nice that we had new people bring in a new energy that kind of allowed fresh things to happen to when Jay Jordan uh, joined the team. And then when we had our documentary people, our contributors who were telling their own stories, obviously that was all new as well, apart from Robbie Lawler, of course, who was always part of the original play. Um. so, yeah, it was just a lot of, I suppose, a lot of talking. We did a lot of Zooms. Yeah, a lot of
2: talking.
1: <laughs> we, had, we kind of developed a script as well, you know, that was the shooting script, which was taking the script of the play and adding in all the kind of visual ideas, adapting the play, because, of course, we couldn't shoot the whole play. And then, you know, scripting out an extent what we were going to shoot um, documentary-wise which was very planned, but also allowed for things to happen, like the Tommy Tiernan show, which, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't something we knew that was going to happen, but we responded to.
0: And I suppose that's yeah. the, the flexibility that really gives it life, because what you're doing is essentially documenting, like, a real cultural shift as well. Like, I, I presume from even the time that the play was happening to now, like, things have opened up. And I think you captured that and, and showed how your characters open up in that process as well, which is, which is really beautiful. I think it captures this changing of the guard as well. I mean, the different generations. So it's so powerful to watch, and it does it again in such a unusual way that it's not, you know, like directly guiding us. You don't feel like you've been manipulated either. Like you, you feel like it's such an organic process and a joy to watch. Um, and you, you mentioned as well that in the edit. Um, like you were you like that it was changed in the edit can you tell me about that is there a different version of this film maybe
1: um I mean there's always kind of you know another cut especially a film like this because in a way like with drama films you know I know people can sometimes disrupt the chronology of things but generally speaking people shoot the script right um but with this yeah like you know you could cut it in different ways and there was there were some really creative things that our editor brought to the table um, and surprised us with. So our editor is Paul Mullen, who I had worked on t- some TV stuff with, but we we didn't know each other that well, I guess. We never cut a feature together. And um, he edited Kim Bartley's film, Pure Grit, and he had a lovely nature and was really creatively open and just the right fit for us, Sean, wasn't he? He just really he yeah. was very uh good at collaborating
2: yeah and he like is again like he was I think when we were finding an editor and like well anyone that we were working with like they needed to be people who were kind of happy to lean into the experimentation um, and he was all about that and you know he wouldn't be afraid of making an, an unconventional choice you know um. So it was a very interesting sounding board, I think, between between the two of us, because we would have our kind of experimental approach, and, and he would also have his own. And um, so it just offered so much, so much to us. Um, in, in in terms of the the structure of the piece, and like I think we had an idea in terms of like that the film would kind of end by pushing out of the theater, like you know what I mean. But really, I think what really changed our our structure the most was the fact that we had so much time in between pockets of shooting because we were obviously living through various lockdowns. So our our shooting script and our, you know, our our paper edit, like per se, that had the time to expand when, you know, between day three and day four, there might have been a month that passed. And that again isn't something that happens quite typically with film. So we we had the opportunity to revise our intention um, and to kind of like re-examine stuff and make sure we were heading in a direction that we were happy with. And that probably wouldn't have come outside of the context of lockdown as well. So just another interesting factor that was within our process <laughs> for this already quite complex piece.
0: It seems to have, um for some people, it depends when lockdown hit. Like in some, some people are like, it has destroyed their projects and made things very difficult. But a lot of people were saying that it, it it has given them time to reflect on the work that they wouldn't have had because they were pushing for a release or like that, like it gave yet more time had passed or like a different view or made them think of things more creative. So it's different, like how it, it it impacted different people in different ways. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting was that that movement through this linear story of the characters, the, the kind of the book ending of the, the, the theater show, but then you are capturing these different moments. And some of the stories are so heartbreaking in between. And I'm just wondering, how did you find people have reacted to it? Because even the premise of it, something, how to tell a secret, like, I mean, this is just that shame that people have been carrying around and the pain that people have been carrying around. Like, it feels so visceral when you're watching it.
1: Yeah. It's, I think. I mean, it, it's been we've had really emotional screenings, you know, and, and really amazing reactions from people. And, you know, people come up to us sometimes and don't say very much. Just give us a hug and say thank you in a way that you're kind of going. Oh, they definitely have had some experience. It might have been a friend. It might be themselves. It might be their brother. You just don't know. Um, but, yeah, you, you you know, we've we've had a lot of people really delighted that the film was made as well to get people talking about it, because it, it doesn't happen often enough and you've had a lot of people coming up to you since the play as well right Sean so this is kind of like a full circle uh, for, for me
2: in terms of the the film I feel like the I think the film comparatively <laughs> response wise the film ends in a it's a far more optimistic offer I think and like you were kind of saying Jem, you know like it, it there's a, a changing of the guards and you know like things have been changing so much for the community for the um HIV positive community in Ireland over the last few years that like this film I think is is quite a celebration. Whereas when we did the documentary theatre piece, you know, it was a lot of time where people weren't happy to be on stage, they weren't happy to show themselves, and it was quite there's something quite um there, there was a melancholy to that I suppose. Um, and now with our film, the response for me just comparatively has been has been seismically different because people are there with us and everyone's kind of on the stage at the end but it's when we do a screen. And um, yeah, it just feels like a far more unifying experience, actually. So in terms of a full circle moment, I feel like we've really brought the whole community into the room with this film, which is a great feeling.
1: Yeah, and it it is positive, I think. You know, I mean, there's dark moments in it, for sure. And people are talking about their struggle to tell their story and about the stigma they've experienced. So, of course, that's heavy at times um and it, the the film is about disclosure and and sometimes when people do come out and tell people around them they don't respond the way you might hope um and so we allow people of course to express that and to to talk about that but ultimately like the the really kind of galvanizing message in it is is about one of positivity too of like you know, if you if you come out and tell your story, that you know, I think one of one of the guys on the at the HIV event says, I guarantee your your life is going to change. You know, and and we see that happening to our characters in the film, I suppose as well, like that it changes for the better and. And the U equals U message was one that we really wanted to be loud and clear in the film. And I think that's there. And that's that, you know, if you're on effective medication, if you're HIV positive, you cannot pass on HIV to a partner. And lots of people still don't know that. So we hope people will come see the film and and learn that. And it's a great
0: message Um, and and hopefully they will. So uh, are you doing any Q&A screenings? Yeah,
1: so we, we're releasing a film for World AIDS Day, which I think is like the perfect date. Um, and it's going to be in the IFI on the 1st of December. Um, and we will be doing a Q&A for that screening. And then it is going to the Palace in Galway. Um, it's going down to the Gate in Cork. Um, and it's going to be in the Lighthouse Cinema from the 3rd. Um, so we're going to have a Q&A event in the Lighthouse Cinema from the 3rd as well. Um, and we just added the Stella to our cinema run, and we're talking to a couple of other cinemas. So watch this. Fabulous. Thing.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully, you'll get loads of bums and seats, and that's such a, a nice celebratory way to 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 release it and and get it out into the world. So I hope. And um, thank you again for making such a beautiful film.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Gemma.